Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Third Shift, episode 314, and I, of course, am your host, your funky leader, the greatest man who has ever lived, and I'm pumped for the show, as I am every time that I am the host of the show. Sometimes, when Eric's hosting, I'm just like, I don't know, this is a show, but I don't have to say I'm pumped for the show, so it doesn't matter. But here, this week, as in every other week, I am pumped for the show, and I said this name before, he's the light bearer, the light bringer, the light bearer, bringing the Beastmaster Third Shift, he's here with me to tell us how his week was. Eric, tell me how your gosh darn week was. I'm going to tell you how my week was, but first I'm going to say, gosh dang, you can come on. When I'm hosting the show, I'm pumping. When Eric's hosting the show, I'm going to eat potatoes. You know what? Screw you, buddy, all right? I'm going to eat some leftover chips leftover on my table here from when I was eating chips yesterday. Um, all these rotten old chips. There we go. I'll be happy because I got rotten chips on my table that I got to clean up. That's shameful. This place should it be is. pristine. Like, you can have crap here, like these glasses, discs mm-hmm. and stuff. You can't have chips and pieces and parts. You can't look, let yourself get to that level, Eric. Me, you can't do it. Let me get you. Hang on. Let me get you into the world of Eric. Okay. I don't eat snacks. I don't usually mess around with stuff. Very rarely, I'm like, God, I am starving because I don't eat dinners very much anymore. Mm. And I go, I need at least something in my stomach right now. So I'll go, you know, snivel upstairs, <clears throat> and I'll go to the little snack drawer. Well, the only things in the snack drawer are leftovers from the kids and the wife. Mm. The kids and the wife, they eat. All the yummies down to the little, you know, little broken the bits shards and, and bits. Yeah, and then they they put the little clip on them and they put them in the little snack drawer, and then they never touch them. So we've got it's like just eighteen throw away the bags. Bits. We've got eighteen bags of bits and pieces, and me going, well, I don't need a lot. I just need a little. I grab the bag of bits and bizzles, and I come sneak it down back to my little rat hole, and then I open up the bags of bits and bizzles. <laughs> I put them in my mouth, but they're bits. And they fall out. They fall. They get crumble around. <laughs> and they get on my table. <laughs> All right. So here's here's what we got to do. Is see, I can't have like actual bags of chips in the house because I'll eat the whole bag. Like I've always said, I can have none, but I can't have some. Mm-hmm. So if your family only leaves some the bits and the biddles, you start bringing some bits and biddles. I'll get a little <laughs> tub of cottage cheese, and then when I need a snack, put some cottage cheese. Drop some bits of Biddles on, stir it up. Then I got a crunchy, savory, delicious treat. Big you know, help your buddy man out. You know, helping I do so much out. for you, as in I don't know what that would be. But come on, help me out. <laughs> I was just saying, I'd be helping you out, but it doesn't really do much for me. You because, get rid of the bits of Biddles. You don't yeah, eat them. See, it's, he- it's healthy. I'm helping you be healthy by yeah, not eating the I bits of Biddles. I'm in my stomach. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to throw up. <laughs> Even though I'm not. I mean, I'm a little fat man. I'm not obviously going to die, but... You know what I'm talking about. When you get real hungry, your stomach starts doing the oh I'm I'm, I'm upset with you and I'm gonna I'm gonna make you feel kind of sick and nauseous and you're like, Oh I'm sorry, stomach. I promise I'll I'll put something in you and and if you don't, it makes you have to stop your night because you're just like, Oh, I feel like crap. I'm gonna go to bed. Or you don't have something like bits and biddles ready, and then you have to make a whole thing. Oh, that's, that's what I did last much. night. That's I was like, that's all right, I'm making, I'm, I'm cooking this up for later. And then I was like, mm, I'll have one of them. Mm, I'll have one of them. Have a, stop it. What did you, you were going to have like two, you had like four. Well, stop it. Yeah, put, the, put them away, put them in the container, put it in the fridge, forget about it. Just like all the other food that's in the fridge, forget about it. Just forget about it. Otherwise, you just ate a meal, which is what you're trying to avoid in the first place. Correct. Next thing you know, you're screwed. Oh, the struggle's real. So that's what's going down in that regard. But 
It's <laughs> all tangent. It's all tangent. Uh, this week, what did I do, Matt? Okay, well, you know what? Uh, this last weekend, I know we didn't game together. Correct. Uh, you had a thing, a run you were doing or something, so mm-hmm. played video games. That's what I did. Pretty much, that's all I did. I played uh, Destiny 2, played a bunch of that with uh, brother-in-law and the brother and the sister. Uh, not so much the sister, but in theory, she'll be back playing soon. I got to the light level required to go into the new King's Fall raid, so I'm very excited. I did it. I actually stuck around, stuck to my guns, did all the weekly activities, was participating in the Iron Banner, even though I didn't really want to because, you know, PvP just, I suck, and so, you know, I just get wrecked a lot, and it's not really that enjoyable, but I did it anyway because I wanted the pinnacle pieces that I got, which got me to the 60 I need to be in the raid. So what I'm hoping is... Is that being that I'm there, and I might get on tonight and get, you know, one or two above it, just so it's, you know, for sure good to go. Tomorrow, I might do the raid. I might actually get into King's Fall, because we ain't playing together tomorrow either, because of another thing you're up to. So, Matt's trying to even the score, and get us on. He canceled as many times as I canceled. So that way we're even, because that's what we do. That's how wait, we no, go. wait. Why would I want to do that? I'm See, I'm helping you out, so you don't have to feel bad as the guy who leaves all the time. See, I, I'm helping you, so give me those bits and pedals, damn it. I'm telling you. <laughs> bring me the bits and pedals. Just bring them to me. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was doing that. I had a good time. Also, Colt of the Lamb, been rocking it out, uh, doing everything as I discussed last time, again this week, until just two nights ago, I uh, have been just... Spinning my wheels, going into town, playing around, doing the whole town thing. I it's crazy. I don't like those types of games. I've I've never liked those types of games. But for whatever reason, when you make it so, when you make it dark like Cult of the Lamb is, and as it's what I already talked about. I'm over here following Lucifer. My cult members are crazy. They want weird weird stuff. This and that, and, and strange things are happening. It's just fun. I'm really just enjoying it. But Matt was like, "Hey, you're gonna burn out. You're not gonna finish it." You're going to keep playing this, and eventually you're just going to go, ah, that's cool, and you're going to move on. I'm like, yeah, it's actually, it's probably what will happen. So the last two nights, I've been pushing. I get everything maxed out to where those little idiots will be happy for a little while, and then I go into the dungeons, and I just keep rocking the dungeons, rocking the dungeons, come back out, max their crap out real quick, go right back into the dungeons, and now I'm on the last boss. All I got to do is one more, and I've beaten the game. So maybe tonight... Maybe tomorrow night, whichever this ends up being. I'm probably going to be Cult of the Lamb. And then I'll talk about it a little bit more in depth. But for now, I'll just leave it at uh, so far, so good. The bosses were one note. I already talked to Matt about this in person, but I'll tell you all, they seemed one note at first, the first two. But it does start to get way more varied on the third, fourth, and the fifth. And, and I enjoy that. And the difficulty level, I don't know if it spikes because I'm playing it not the right well i want to say not the right way but a different way so i'm extremely powerful so the boss mechanics get harder but it's not getting harder for me just because of what i have when i'm going into it i'm still just smoking them without even thinking about it but i enjoy that because like hades was always i loved everything in hades like i love the weapons i love the the jive of it i loved going back to the base and talking to those really cool characters but i just the, the weird randomness of Hades, when I'd go in thinking, the last round was great, I, I was whooping butts, and all of a sudden now I'm only getting, here's the Club of Doom, and here's this, and 
and then just given a bad hand, it, it kind of just really soured everything for me. Yeah, yeah, but you, it's it's not a bad hand. It's just a different hand. You just got to learn to play with the tools that you're given. That's the beauty of it. Is you just there do you other go. things. But so, I'm, I, I'm I get old. it. Though. Look I, at these old broken fingers. I, uh, if I don't have the things that I'm good at, I can't. I can't adapt. I'm like an idiot. Oh, oh you gotta give me the shovel. Well, Eric, I'm older than you. I'm, I'm basically a senior citizen. I'm you know, older we're, we're than you both... in my brain. Yes, physically you are older than me. That's true. <laughs> my brain's an old brain. I got nothing left. Well, I mean, <laughs> we know that's true. We established that beforehand on the show. So, yes, continue. It was just an interjection to say Hades is amazing. You just don't know it how is to play a great it. You're a bad no, person. No, it's a great oh, Obviously, everybody knows it's a great game. Just like God of War is a great game, Matt, even though you don't want to say so. It that's is. Wrong. It's wrong. That's a, a blatant is. lie. It's a, it's objectively wrong. God, oh, my God. Oh, goodness. So, anywho, those two are the games I've been playing. The only other thing I've done of note was last night, I was like, oh, all right, I played some Cold Lamb. I was like, what do I do? I don't know. You know what I did? I went to Crunchyroll, and I was about to watch some anime that I usually watch on my typical shows. And I went, oh, skirt. Push the pause button. It's the 13th, right? Or the 14th, or whatever it is. It was the 13th when it came out, but I didn't remember the 13th. So I went, Eric, get your butt over to Netflix, doofus. Cyberpunk, Edge Runners, the anime's out. Went over there, sure enough, there it is. And I also didn't know, which I should know, that Netflix just releases everything, you know, so the whole season's there. But I, for a dumb brain me, I was thinking, episode one, here we go. So I watched episode one, this is great. And then it was like, episode two starting, I went, oh, I get a bonus episode. I watched episode two. And I was like, oh, that's, right, that's probably it for the week. And episode three, Lord, and I went, oh, Watched episode three. Oh, this is great. Oh, I got it. Episode four. Well, oh, wait, hang on. Wait a minute. Watched episode four. Episode five's low. No, stop. Eric, stop it. Push the button. You got you to go to bed. So I Stay up got, all night. Stay yeah. up all night. Watch that anime. Oh, man. So I got like episode four, got through it. But I was so tired by then. I, I'm probably going to rewatch episode four because I remember the ending. I know what happened at the end, but I'm like, I don't remember how or why they got to the spot they were where we ended at. So I'm like, ah, I must have been just staring at it blankly for whatever reason. Then, of course, focused at the ending because something big happened. And, you know, it was like, oh, crap, what the hell just happened? So it's really good. Awesome anime. I already knew it would would be because, like I've said before, the Kill a Kill, you know, folks, they're the ones who did it. If you like Cyberpunk 2077, you got to watch it. So cool. It's awesome to get back in that world and just see it kind of live its life and do what it does. And then if you've played the game, there's little references here and there all over the place and stuff you'll know and recognize. It's really great. So that's what I've done. That's my week, Matt. What about you? Well, you mentioned it. I had an event on Saturday morning, went to Gordy's Pumpkin Run, the uh, 5K. That's kind of, I think they do it like around Michigan. Like, there's different places. There's a Grand Rapids one and a Detroit one. They did the one up at Uncle John's Cider Mill in St. John's. It was a fun time. Terribly out of shape. It's awful. But I had a good time, and I got a cup of cider, and I got a pumpkin that's sitting way back there. It's all blurry. You can't see it. It was fun. But that Friday beforehand, since it was a No Eric Friday, it was an Indie Game Friday, as usual. Started off with mini motorways, and that's kind of starting to become, like, my morning game. I get my coffee. I get my eggs. And... 
I just ridiculed you for having food on the desk, but I have my eggs in a very careful bowl and I eat it very carefully here at the desk. And I start up Mini Motorways and I put up like a YouTube video on the side. And it's just, you know, you don't have to do a lot in Mini Motorways. You connect your road and then, it, you know, a few days pass and then more stuff pops up. So just chill. And it just has that chill, relaxed music. I put on a YouTube video that's pretty chill and relaxed too. And I'm just sipping my coffee, doing my mini motorways, eating my eggs and stuff. It's beautiful. It's a wonderful start to the morning, just calm and zen and perfect and cool. And it always lasts just the amount of time that I need right between breakfast is cooked and it's time to brush teeth and leave the door. It's, I don't know how it is, but it always works out perfect that way. So, But I did play that on Friday also. Also on Friday, played some Loop Hero. The game is just phenomenal. But it is also like... I don't know. I've never been like on drugs before, but it's that thing where I can play it and I as soon as I'm done playing some, I got to play more. And even sometimes like in the middle of a run, I'll like go like soft focus on it. So I'm kind of like not even playing it, but I'm just enjoying the fact that I'm doing this thing that's a lot of fun. Cuz you play with certain characters and they have certain benefits and get equipment in certain ways. So like I play as the rogue most of the time, and he only gets equipment by turning in monster trophies at the campfire at the end of a loop so all during the loop you don't really have to do anything unless you get cards after a battle so i'll just sit there and just i'll just stare at this loop not doing anything but all the little dopamine receptors in my brain are just popping and shooting and it just feels good and it sounds good and it's just i don't know it is kind of an idle game so sometimes when i'm not like in a zone out mode, I will put some videos and Twitch and all the other stuff up on the sides and watch that primarily and then check back in on the loop. But I don't know, man. That's just, it hooks me. Sometimes I go through some loops and I don't even like get to the boss, but I'm just like, I did my loops. All right. Go home now. Can I build anything at home? No. But I'm going to do another loop. Uh, go home. Can I do anything new? No. But I'm going to do more loops. So. I think just like with Cult of the Lamb for a little bit, like you, I'm not playing it right. What's that? Huh? I'm not really progressing. I mean, I did the last big play session I did, so it's not like I'm just stagnant Jones, but that Friday night was just wide eyes, just staring at the loop. It was very strange. It was very weird. Do it again. <laughs> it's me. I understand. Trust me. It's me and Colt right now. I just, yeah. I'll just let another day go by. You know what? Let's go talk to this person and get let's get every single character's you know faith up. Let's just go mm -hmm. over here. You know what? I know in this I know in this particular amount of time they're gonna harvest this much, so I can go just go replant. Don't worry yep, about yep. it. And you get, oh man, if I stay here during the night, they'll all go to sleep and they won't need me for nothing. So and I can kind of just mosey about the town doing little little things I need to get done while the idiots aren't bugging me. Oh, this is perfect. I know, to build this next thing in Loop Hero, I need this resource, but I don't know what the resource is. But maybe if I just play enough loops, I'll just start getting it. Because the res some of the resources are, like, crafted from other resources. So you get enough sticks, and it makes a branch. You get enough branches, it makes a plank or whatever. I'm like, it's, show it's showing this icon for something. And I can't hover over it and see what it even is. But if I play enough, I'm going to get whatever this is. So I'm just going to keep playing in the same loop in the same uh, stage uh, of the uh, loop uh, and just loop. keep getting it because i haven't gotten it so far so it's got to be here it's got to be in the next one so I'll just keep playing the loop and i'll just keep doing it's it's weird i make it sound like bad and strangely addictive but it's strangely addictive in that great way because i'm never just not having fun i'm always having fun whatever the, i see the battles it just 
makes me happy. And I'm starting to get enough stuff in the town now where like you can get watchtowers. And then if there's enemies that you fight within one tile of the campfire, these archers will help out. So I put all my really tough tiles right next to the campfire and I'm going in. I'm like, oh man, there's like six worms on this tile and a spider and the, and the stupid scarecrow thing is coming out. But then, oh, four archer dudes are just raining down with their crossbows. It feels so good. And then I start getting outposts so little soldier dudes can help me in certain battles. But the counter to that is that they take any yellow or gold items that you would win from the battle. But as a rogue, you don't win items from battle, so it's perfect, and I just abuse it. It's great. It's all. It's so good. I just want to play Loop Hero right now. But another game that I'm having a ton of fun with is Saints Row, the reboot. I've already said, if anybody disses on Saints Row, you were a loser. I've started to run into a couple glitches here and there, like certain missions that I complete but it doesn't really say that it completed. And it's mostly side stuff, so probably easy patches. Like, you'll drive up and, hey, take this truck back to the HQ. That's the mission. Okay, get in the truck, take it back. All right, you got it. I got rewards, got my money. When you drive past that spot again, your boss goes, hey, here's this truck out here. What am I supposed to do? And you get in and you get it. And usually you'll have the icon on the map for the side quest or the, mm-hmm. the side activity. It'll have, like, a little replay icon if you've beaten it before. But that one... It just never gets one for me. So I don't know. It's So I've been finding little stuff like that. Not game-breaking stuff. I did fall through the world once, but it was just kind of funny. So not a big deal. So I guess I didn't watch any reviews of it or read many reviews because I saw how negative people were going in. So if people were complained about glitches, it's fair. I can see a couple, but the game is still so much fun. But like I told you off-air, it's just becoming a weekend game for me. Because I like sitting here, I like putting a podcast or a big old long YouTube video on my phone, and I pop in my open back headphones here, and I just, I'm in Santo Leso for hours on end, doing whatever, every side activity, any mission that pops up, building my criminal empire, doing the insurance fraud, which I've, it's been so long since I played a Saints Row, I forgot how fun insurance fraud is. If you've never played Saints Row and you want to get into it, just play insurance fraud. It's so much fun. It's where you're just running in traffic and you hit a button to ragdoll and you get more points, which equals more money. The more cars you hit, the higher you fly in the air. And then in the latest ones, you do it enough, you build up your adrenaline. And then in this one, you're flying super far, high in the air, and then every car you hit freaking explodes and bounces you even crazier in crazier heights. It's ridiculous. It's it's like what I'm expecting Goat Simulator 3 would be. Just Mm -hmm. crazy physics, stupid fun. I love it. It's amazing. So I'm having tons of fun with Saints Row. That's a weekend game. What is a weeknight game is Final Fantasy V, because I just streamed some more last night, having a good time, and being just a madman in that, because I unlocked the last job class, the MIME job class. How many ABP do you need to master that job class? 999. Guess what I did immediately after I got off stream? I mastered that job class by fighting battles over and over and over and over in my favorite farm spot. Now I've mastered all the jobs. Got the trophy, got the, the the Steam achievement for it. Feels good. And I'm getting to the point where I know Endgame is coming up. Not super soon, but it's getting there. And it feels good because I'm getting legendary weapons. I'm hitting hard. I'm building out my people just the way I want to. It's just awesome. And then the last thing. Last thing in the real world. I've been talking about watching the League European Championships. Watching League of Legends, European players. Never watched esports before. Jumped into it this year. For some reason, Rogue Esports, that team, I started watching them. And just that first day, 
They got a player, Malrang. I think he's a Korean player who got kind of got kicked out of the Korean league and came over here. He makes such crazy plays. He was making all the awesome ganks and pinning people and knocking them up, all the things you're supposed to do. I went, man, this guy's awesome. This team's awesome. That's my team. And then they went on like an 8-0 run. And then they started getting stopped. And all during that 8-0 run, everyone was saying, Rogue's playing better than they really are. I, they shouldn't really be 8-1. and one. They're, they're not that good of a team. Then they started getting beat. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. The, see, we knew they weren't that good. They went into the playoffs. Every week, they do like ready check, which is like a pregame type of thing. They're like, oh, who's your pick? Every single week, and especially leading up to the, the big playoffs here, every commentator, every, every person pick against Rogue every week. And they won. And then they won. And then in the, the double elimination playoffs, they did get knocked out 3 nothing. And they were like, ah, look, see, see, this other team, G2 Esports, they're the real deal. Rogue, I always told you Rogue was no good. So in the, the next play-in to get to the final final, the championship, they're going up against Fnatic, everybody. We all pick Fnatic. Rogue's, Rogue has no chance. Swept him. Beautiful. Championship game was this past weekend. I'm sitting here. I got my got a beer. I got my water. I'm like, all right, boys. I had to watch the VOD because I was off doing stuff because it happened on European time. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. What's, what's Ready Check say? What, is the, what does the pregame say? Oh, we're all voting for G2 Esports. Rogue has no chance. They always fail. They're, they're terrible. Okay. Let's watch it. First game, killed him. Second game, killed him. Third game, killed him. Rogue swept him. They're the champions. I got to see my team for the first time I've ever cared about an esports team. <laughs> Everybody thought they were garbage, and they just <laughs> had a stumble here, and then boom, straight to the top. They'll never beat this team. Swept him. Doesn't matter. Suck it, everybody. Rogue is so cool. It felt like all oh, my boys, they won. Awesome. My team is here. They did it. It's great. I loved it. Matt's got a league team now. Rogue is ready to rock and roll. Yeah. And now they're going into Worlds. So, like I said before, I get to watch Worlds and see them fight Korean teams, North American teams, whatever other regions there happen to be. I don't even know. But that was my week. And it capped off beautifully. And now I watch the LEC YouTube channel every morning. And they have like a, you know how at the end of college basketball, they do like the March Madness, like memories, like clips of all the big upsets and stuff. They did that for this. And I'm like, ah, I remember that game. I remember that play. Oh, that's so awesome. Oh, look, they're hoisting the trophy. Oh, it's great. It's beautiful. It's just like, man, it's just like real sports. It's awesome. Hell yeah. It is awesome. And I enjoyed it. I I watched a lot of Overwatch back in the day, you know, and if I could have got attached to a team it would have been a, a shoe-in but i just kind of watched it casually as i gamed and stuff but even then that was still a lot of fun so i know what you're talking about and you know what? it makes me kind of sad because i want to get into that now i want to be able to just per- turn on twitch and put on some awesome cool gaming league bull crap and have a good time with it but for now we're gonna move on and you're not we're doing we're not doing it we're not doing the game release this week we're gonna skip it this week folks there's not you know, there's some stuff out, but not much. And, you know, the real reason why we're skipping it is because we want to make sure in our usual time we get to talk about all the crap that happened this week because there was a Nintendo Direct, there was a State of Play, the RGG Summit, and technically there was also the D23 Disney show. But because that's a, a whole Marvel uh, Disney thing, me and Matt aren't the biggest people in uh, those two uh, things. So, you know... 
But all of it did happen. And there, that was you know, the Ubisoft Ford happened too, Matt. Did you know I was that? Say, Ubisoft yeah, Ford happened. Yeah, I watched some clips of that. Also, right now is Tokyo Game Show, yeah, so Tokyo even Game more stuff is happening right now. right now. I already have three pages of notes on different styles and sizes of paper. It's freaking ridiculous. I'm just notes man McIdiot. And I have it's, stars and underlines under so many things. It's crazy. There was a whole bunch of stuff announced. It was a good time. I enjoyed overall. I enjoyed the Nintendo Direct. I enjoyed the state of play. The mm. RGG Summit, uh, I'll admit, all I did was post. I went and watched uh, the Yakuza 8 little teaser, and I watched The Man Who Lost His Face, uh, or, or whatever name. it is. Name. Name, name. yeah. Uh, sorry, that's from that's from this morning. I was listening to another podcast, and they said that, and had me cracking up and now it's stuck in my freaking head it's the man who lost his name and i wasn't even going to play that one but then i went back to the rgg thing rewatched it and read the blurb on it and i went ah, i have to because i mm-hmm. gotta see what what old kiru's been up to that gets him to eight to be hanging out with ichiban so mm-hmm. i'm like okay all right you got me in because normally i'm not a big guy on the the brawler type setup you know that's why i kind of didn't get into Yakuza, but I loved you know seeing Matt play it because of all the silly craziness they have. Like I thought that stuff was great. I just didn't want to do the brawler part. But you know what? I'm gonna have to take the plunge because now they're melding together, and I gotta know what the hell's going on. But anywho's overall, I thought it was great. We're gonna dig deep into the Nintendo Direct, state of play, etc. So hold on to your skirts, Matt. Where are you starting at? What do you want to go? Where do you want to go? Well, I, I'm going to start. You mentioned the RGG Summit. We don't have a lot to say on it, but I do want to dig into that just a little bit too because I was super excited for Like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name also because I have watched Kyu go from zero all the way up until six, which was the end of his proper story. So seeing him in Like a Dragon, which is Yakuza 7 or Like a Dragon 7, however you want to think about it, I was like, why is he here? What's happening? What is, what's he been up to? Now I get to know what he's been up to. And the little teaser they showed where he's like at a, at, a, at a Zen temple, but he's also doing secret missions on the side. What's that about? What's that involved? And then, like you said, the teaser for Like a Dragon 8 or Yakuza 8, he looks completely different. He's got completely different hair. They said in that presentation he has a brand new fighting style. So I'm interested to see what that's about, where that's from, how what's happening to my boy Kiryu, because he looks completely different than he has all this time before. And then I'd be remiss, this is in the state of play also, but like a Dragon Ishin that came out like in the PS3 era, maybe maybe still PS2. That's the the samurai style game where it's it's all the characters with all the same faces, but they play historical figures. I never thought I'd be able to play that game, ever. I mean, sure, I could import it, but still only play it in Japanese, probably miss half the stuff. So they're doing a full-on Kiwami-style remake. Remake it from the ground up, all the newest, hottest, freshest things. I can't wait to play it. I hope they do the same with Kenzon, which I think was the other spinoff they did in the Samurai era. Maybe that was the PS3 or PS4 one that also didn't get released here or localized. It's it's Yakuza time for your old buddy, Matt. It's wonderful. It's great. So we can start out with anything else, but that was, oh, that was so good. I, I started and underlined all that because it's all my favorite things. Mm-hmm. And it's starting to become some of my favorite things. So it was awesome for me to see that they're going to be just feeding us all sorts of goodies for the next two years. Because, of course, like Dragon 8, it's 2024, and we'll get the others in 2023. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. 
Can't wait for it. The Isha one, I, I probably won't play that one, but I'll be for sure playing uh, the the man who lost his name or whatever it was called. I was it's messing my head up right now. Doesn't matter. <clears throat> Gonna be playing it. So, all right, with that covered, we'll go ahead and hit the Nintendo Direct and I guess chug through there and uh, talk of games and know things you think you're interested or maybe the audience would be interested. There's so many things. This is one I have stars and underlines everywhere. I'm going to start start smaller and then go to my most egregious and extreme ones at the end. So I'm going to start off with uh, – hey, I'll start off with a real-world thing or two real-world things I'll, I'll say. Uh, they announced that Super Nintendo World is coming – to Hollywood. It's not just going to be in Japan. So that means, Eric, that means, and as soon as I heard that, I thought this in my head, you and I need to go there opening month, opening week, certainly within the opening like two months, because you know about anything in the U.S., after about two months, it's going to be all crapped and, and closed, and everyone's just going to be wild Half animals going to be broken, yeah. yeah. Dirty. So Hobos <laughs> are going to live inside the little... Uh, the. The little square boxes, you know, the little the little brick boxes. It's gonna be. It won't be brick. toads. It'll just be bums laying. Yeah, around. it'll just be bums in there, exactly. Because that's Hollywood. <laughs> that's California. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, I just I just beat American <laughs> in general. I mean, can you imagine Howard's kids going to Super Nintendo World? Uh, uh-uh, I'm never no. going there after that. Breaking I can never go again. Destroying it all, puking exactly. up all over the place. God only knows. <laughs> but the other thing that I was thinking about, and it tied into the real world, is when Miyamoto came on, he talked about Super Nintendo World. He also talked about a thing called Pikmin Bloom, which is like the Pokemon Go, but for Pikmin. And for some reason, I don't know why, I don't walk around outside. I don't, I don't do a lot of that. But I was like, I need to put this on my phone and start going for some walks and just have like a, a charming Pikmin time. I've never played a Pikmin game in my life, but something about it, I don't know. It just, it just it's popped in my head and I put a little star next to it and I went, you know what? That's kind of cool. I like it. So like I said, starting small, moving to the big stuff. Give me something you got, Eric. Well, I'll start small too because I'm I'm kind of confused on this one whether I'm going to do it or not. It's a new Fire Emblem Engage, Matt. Yeah. It comes out early next year, and I'm so torn. I loved the Houses game. I, haven't, uh. I still haven't finished it. It's notoriously one of the games that's halfway through sitting there. I love it, and I need to finish it. But then this is the next one's already coming. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, it's already starting to stack up on me, and mm-hmm. I don't like it. And then, of course, it had this whole incorporation of these rings, like you're mm-hmm. getting you know, engaged, so you're married or, or or somehow tied to this power. I don't really know how they're going to put it all together, but it's it just looked really cool, and it had the, all the typical Fire Emblem you know, pizzazz about it and the characters and the vibes and the strategy stuff going on. And on top of it, it looks like you're going to be able to like summon all the with the rings. You're going to be like tied to old heroes and other heroes and use their power to fight you know, this, this huge entity that wants almost destroyed everything. It looks grand and it looks crazy cool. I'm on board with it. But of course, part of me is like, Eric, you can't because you got too much back backlog right now so you're gonna have to put it away see it's a small one for you but that's a big 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 one for me because i love <laughs> fire emblem it's it's one of my favorite series ever i am even less far into three houses because there's so much going on here but as soon as they started that trailer and it wasn't obvious that it was fire emblem from the start they went oh man you know past heroes and la 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 and it showed like Kind of like stained glass or like old school artwork of, of different heroes. And I went, okay, oh, old heroes, hmm, anime style people. And then they got to the first Game Boy Advance Fire Emblem. 
And on the screen came Hector, Lynn, and I forget the other guy's name right now, but I got chills up my spine. And I and my, my breath was taken away because I went, those are my friends. I've played through that game so many times back in the day. That was, we've talked about the, the GBASP in college sitting against the wall and just, just playing games in between classes. That's that game. Playing that at MSMS back in the day when I was still working nights. That's just, or, or weekends. I just remember being in the dark with the machine run and just playing Fire Emblem with it like this close to my face because it's a GBASP. So I know those characters and I love those characters. And then the rest of it, it didn't show them at all. But I'm like, if I get, my character gets a ring where he can summon Lin's power, I will be doing that all the time. Or Hector, or the other guy that I can't remember. So it, it, it hooked me right from the jump. And then on top of that, you know, I've played a bunch of 3D Fire Emblems. And like I said, didn't get much into Three Houses. But uh, Path of Radiance on the GameCube, I played that. And the 3D, you know, it was Fire Emblem in 3D and it was cool. But the animations were so stilted. I was kind of like, oh, this isn't like my, my beautiful 2D animations from the handheld. The stuff they showed in this trailer looked like how it's supposed to look. This is Fire Emblem in 3D for real. And I was like, man, this, oh, I can't not get it. I can't not play it forever. Fire Emblem engages. Oh, man, I'm so excited. Goodness gracious. I'm glad. I'm glad, man. But it's up to you. What's what's your next one? Are you going bottom to top? I've got a couple quickies that I'll hit after you do your next one. Okay. Well, I'll say the next one. It's it's a pretty quickie for me because I did just rant and ramble about Fire Emblem Engage. But uh, Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe. Now, I'm pretty sure I've never played Kirby's Return to Dreamland, the original, but there's something about a 2D Kirby game that is, it's it's my passion, it's my love. When I see it, I just, I sparkle with joy, because I played Kirby Superstar, whatever it was, on the Super Nintendo with my buddy all the time. This looks like more of that. And it just, Kirby in 2, you heard how excited I was for Kirby in 3D last year with the Forgotten World. This is more of that, so I'm excited for that one. Two quick ones is... They're adding golf to Wii Sports, Matt. Mm-hmm. I don't have Wii Sports currently, but them mm-hmm. adding golf, I think, is going to be the breaking point because you don't know how much golf I played at the apartment with my roommate back in the day, sitting around drinking beers, playing golf a lot, well, a stupid amount, way more than should have been done because there were plenty of other games to play. But I loved it, and we did it anyway. And now they're like, hey, we're bringing it back. And I went, Jesus, I think this might be where I, br- I bust in to the Wii Sports. And I agree with you, but you, what you mean is Switch Sports. It's just that Wii Sports was so good that that's all yes. we say anymore. I call we're it Wii Sports. Yeah. It's what it yeah. is. Yeah. I don't care what they want to call it. But now. this it's will make it, it Wii Sports. I'm excited for this too. Yes. And then my second other quick one, and I say it's quick just because I don't. this is another I don't know if I'm going to do or not. The Fatal Frame Mask of the Lunar Eclipse. I don't know what it is. I told you guys last time and a time before, I'm just a, uh, there's a horror vibe coming on me. I just want to play some good, scary, screwed up, messed up games. And so I saw this come out, and it's of course used. To, it's already been released ways back in you know Japan. Never came here, but they're going ahead. They're cleaning it up, fixing it up, doing what they got to do, and putting it over here in the West. And I've never played a Fatal Frame game before, but I hear nothing but good things. And so I'm like, well, maybe this is where I pop in and actually get my hands on some Fatal Frame. Will I? I don't know yet. I'm still, you know, gauging where I'm going to be with all the games and what's going on. But it was something of interest. Well, speaking of creepy, freaky, weird games that you've kind of played and and missed out on and all that kind of stuff, I'm going to talk about Ib 
not going to talk about it a lot because it's, it's just a little thing, but that was that RPG maker looking game. So 2D walking around, you know, kind of a top down view, but it was, you, you were like in a, an art museum and then stuff started getting twisted and strange and crazy and creepy. And I don't know what it was about it, but looking at it, I've never played a game like that. The closest I had was Little Red Lie, but that was kind of RPG makery and creepy, but not in like a weird, bloody, disturbing way. Something about Ib, it just hooked me just a little bit. I'm not, I'm not usually that kind of gamer guy, but I don't know, something about it. I was interested in it. And then another quick one, Tales of Symphonia Remastered. Mm-hmm. I know some RPG heads out there are going to say, how could that be a quick one? I've never played it. I rented it once with some other game, played it for a couple hours, and I went, okay, this is cool. It's going to be a long RPG. Let me play the other game instead. And I never came back to it, and I never bought it. I've never owned it. I owned the sequel on the Wii, and then I started playing through that and went, maybe I should just play the first one. And I never have. So, boom, perfect chance for me to actually experience one of some people's favorite Tales games. I won't. I won't stay on them too long, but I gotta say, IB looks cool. I put it right here. IB looks cool. So you're onto something there, Matt. Something about that game does look really fun. Going to the paintings and everything, getting really crazy. What got me in that trailer was when all of a sudden it was like a little kid had drawn like this uh, this theater act, and it was like, play with me. And I was mm-hmm. like, that don't seem right. Something's not good there. That's for sure. And then the fire, the little cartoony draw fire like coming down while she was like trying to progress to that level mm-hmm. this whatever that was that just felt good to me so i put that on a list as well and tales of symphonia that was one of the last ones i played before i disappeared from the tales series and so i definitely want to go back to and check it out so another one i had on the list but mr man holy cow what about front mission one two and then in the future three what you the jump, hell, dude? You, how is the ones that are on the <laughs> bottom or middle of your list, the ones that are on <laughs> the absolute it's not top? It's on the top of my list. It's only in the middle. It's in the middle. <laughs> well, see, in the middle was going to be Front Mission 1 and 2 because I've never played mm-hmm. those. But, you know, so I'm, I've been excited for the remakes. They announced them a little while ago. We talked about it then. And I said, hopefully, if these do well, maybe they can remake remake the greatest tactical RPG ever made in Front Mission 3. My God, they're doing it. These games aren't even out yet, and it's going to happen. They announced that it's going to happen, and I told you at work. I was writing stuff down with my pen and looking at my little phone watching it, and I dropped my pen, and I threw my hands on top of my head, and I went, oh, my God, they're actually doing it. The mad lads, they actually did it. I can't believe it. I'm so excited. It's the only thing I'm trepidatious of is I love that like clean, like analytical style of it like the text boxes they're all sharp and gray and i don't know something about it if they make it too like frou-frou i'll be a little sad but it's the great it's the greatest game i've ever played in my whole life i even looked up some screenshots of it just for fun the other day and i was looking at it I'm like oh there's ryogo oh it's emma it's that one chick who's all snotty but i can't remember her name but there's her vonzer there's her portrait that i remember so clearly in my face Jesus Christ, I'm, I can't believe I'm done. I'm done. We can't talk about anything else. I'm well, see, spent. That's, that's what killed me. When that came out, I went, no flipping way. Holy yeah. crap, this is freaking awesome. I look so forward to popping in those first two and just going through them, especially two because, you know, we never got to play that one, yeah. and just having a blast going through back through them. And then for me, I, I never played three. So 
I get to experience it all jazzed up, all <sighs> fresh, all wonderful. Because I I watched a buddy of mine play a bunch of three, which was James back in the day. So I never played it, you know. But I'll finally get the chance, and I don't have to do it with you know the retro stuff going on. I'll get to play it all snazzed up. And I went, yep. There we go. We just did it. We got front mission coming. Uh, this is the time to be alive. I was so happy about it. Hey, well, here's the only thing, though, Eric. There's two diverging paths. So you got to play it twice. You don't have to, but oh my get god, the, no! Get the full I'll, experience. I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to do watch it. somebody do the other half because there's no way I ain't got time. I don't even have time to play the damn games I got. It's not happening. Not your turn, buddy. Oh, your turn. But, yeah, but it was just my turn. I just blew my whole load. No, oh, my goodness. I was, I was supposed to be mine, and you took it because you were so excited. <laughs> well, here's one that we can both be excited about because I right. know you're excited about it, too. It's Bayonetta 3. We got to see some more action on it. Not not a whole lot, but they did talk about it. I think they, they, yeah, they reiterated the launch date, which is in November, I think. This is the one I was thinking of. I love Bayonetta. I played... So Bayonetta 1, never beat it, never played Bayonetta 2, can't wait to get into Bayonetta 3, and they showed off, what's his, what's your name, Viola, the, the younger chick, Yeah. and they had they had like one, one voice clip from her, and I went, is that Laura Bailey, is that the voice of the boss from the best Saints Row game ever, because if it is, I'm never playing as any other characters, this is just going to be great, I'm hyped for it, but I don't have much to say, I'm just excited, it's going to be great. I'm excited about it, I'm just... We've already discussed it on the show prior to this that I don't know if I can get it right now. It's going to have to be a game I come to in yeah. some boring month you know, next year or something because I got too much on the plate right now. And, of course, it's actually right around the corner. It'll be out in October, I think. So I, I want to play it. And I'm also curious if they're going to do like you were talking about, if you're going to actually get to play and have the choice of different the different witches or if it's going to be your Bayonetta and the different witches, etc., just you know, come in through different levels and help you out. I don't really know what the plan is for this. I hope you do get to play as some of the different witches and have a good time with it. But I'm not sure because, to be honest with you, I haven't followed it super close since I already knew I was going to you know, wait to play it. Yeah. But I just liked in the trailer how it was like, Bayonetta 1 was all about herself, you know, helping herself. Bayonetta 2, all about the people. Bayonetta 3, about the world. Dun, dun, dun. You know, just, that was that was real cool, real fun, real clever. I really enjoyed that. So definitely stoked, as you are, for Bayonetta 3. Now, one other one, and I'll, I'll, this one's brief, just because I'm not going to play it on the Switch. But I'm I'm glad I got to see another trailer and some fun, which was Final Fantasy Crisis Core, the mm-hmm. FF Seven you know, re, re reunion you know whole project thing they're doing. It was great to see some more of it, but I was just shocked to see it there because of course I don't know I just associate it with PlayStation, so right. I was like, why is it here? I'm, why would I play this on Switch? I'm gonna go play it on a PlayStation. But either way, I was like, well, super cool for Switch. I'm I'm happy that hell you're getting some Final Fantasy titles here. And why not? If, you know, Switch can run it. Why the hell not put it there? Switch, you know, Nintendo themselves have a great relationship with Square Enix. So I'm all about it. I'm not going to play it there, but I'm, I was super happy to see it. Super happy to see a little trailer for it and have some more fun with it. Yeah, I agree with 100% everything you said. And you talked about Square Enix having a great relationship with Nintendo. I'm going to give you two maybes for me on my list. Since, since I went I went up and down and then back and forth and up, I, my whole list is out of order. But I'm going to say Octopath Traveler 2. I, I played Octopath Traveler 1, and I didn't enjoy what I played. I, I feel like I need to go back and start it over again and... And maybe I'll appreciate it more, but it felt like really grindy to me for some reason. But seeing Octopath Traveler 2, seeing that graphical style, hearing those characters, seeing them running around, 
it's everything that I love. I mean, it looks just like Triangle Strategy because it's the same type of thing, but looks wonderful. And then another game that, hear me out on this one, Theatrhythm, Final Bar Line, the rhythm game with all the Final Fantasy music and stuff. I can't parse out what's actually happening on that screen. Like, I know the stuff's coming across, but I don't know what any of it means. Some stuff's going like this. Some stuff's going like this. I'm making hand gestures nobody on the podcast can see. But it, it looks weird. But then they said, hey, check out these DLCs that are going to be coming out for this rhythm music game. One game, who cares? One other game, I don't even care. And then they did it. The Mad Lads did it again. Near DLC. So I saw this crazy crap on the screen. I went, whatever. But then I heard the near music. And I went, I'm going to I'm gonna have to buy this game just to do that. I mean, I love rhythm games anyway. But Screenix has a weird kind of reputation now with the, the kind of spin-off games they do. But hearing that near music made me like, man, if this rhythm game is fun and good and polished... And I can get near music on top of that and just be playing the near music doing this rhythm fiasco. Oh, wow. So it's a maybe. It's a, it's a could be awesome. It's a could be eh, but it's a maybe. I want the music so bad, but yeah. there's no way in hell I'm playing the rhythm part that I'm not doing it. You get it on sale, you know, the three months, three years down the line for 10 bucks, Eric. Come on. Yeah. If I can get it on super sale and then I can just put like easy mode on where it just plays the game. And I can just basically have it as background music while I'm doing watching Twitch or watching a show. You're sold. I'll get it. But yeah, I'm like, no, dang it. I love it. I love the music and I love mm-hmm. I even love the animations and I love how in the background it was showing like whatever song you were doing, it was having the characters and stuff yeah. going along with it. That was freaking cool. I, I enjoy that and I like that. But I'm just not on board with yeah, I've just never been my jam just sitting there triangle X, triangle X, oh, left, right, 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 you know, not for me. It's too too much focus, and I ain't trying to do that. I, I like to be able to play a game and watch a little Twitch, check uh, Twitter, do whatever I need to do. If I got to sit here just staring intently at something, it's like 10 minutes, and I'm like, all right, I'm done with you for the day. So definitely cool. Now I'll do a quick one here. Mario and Rabbids, The Sparks of Hope. I loved the first one. Never beat the first one. It's another game. I got halfway through, maybe a little bit more, and then just completely dropped off. I want to go back. There's nothing wrong with that game. It is fun. It is great. But it now puts me in a bad spot for this one because I'm like, well, you didn't finish the first one. Why would you go buy the second one? Well, Eric, because it's more the first but even better because now – the characters don't have to move grid-based style. When it's your turn, you just actively get to run wherever you want to be to initiate the attacks, etc. you're going to do. And that system is awesome. That sounds really fun to me. Uh, a lot quicker, too. You know, and you're not just sitting there, can this attack work? You can just run right over there, do your hop, whatever you're going to do, and then see if it works, if it does, if it doesn't, and then, boom, just jump somewhere else. That sounds very enticing. So it's a middle one for me. I want to, I want to pay attention to it. I want to get it. But I got to get past, either beat the first one or just get past the fact that, hey, you know what? I got through like the world six or seven of the last one. Whatever. Good enough. Let's get the second one. Have a great time. Yeah, I'm in less of the same boat as you because I bought the first one and I've never played it. But I love that style of game, that XCOMI style. And then the fact that it's branching out to be less grid-based, more like Phantom Brave where you just have the area you got to run around it. Like you said, it's enticing and it looks really cool. But when I look at it, I go, just like you said, 
you can't play that. You didn't even play the other one at all. You don't even know if you're gonna actually gonna like it. Mm. Like, I know I would, but I don't know. So I, it's on the list to look at, but I don't know if I'll ever play it and buy it. Another game that I want to look at, but I don't know if I'll ever play and buy. This whole Nintendo Direct, people have made memes about it and said and made jokes about it. Lots of farming games, tons yeah, like, and tons of farming like tons games. Tons of farming games, yeah. But I loved the original Harvest Moon on the Super Nintendo. So so many of these scratch that itch for me. I'll give you a two pack. Story of Seasons, A Wonderful Life, which I think Story of Seasons is like a spinoff from people who did the original Harvest Moon, I think, but I'm not sure. But this one, it's Harvest Moon. You you have a farm and a town and stuff, but your characters actually age, and the NPCs actually age. And when you have a kid, the kid actually grows up. That's intriguing, because the, the one and only Harvest Moon I sunk a lot of time into, your characters didn't like progress you had like three years worth of seasons and if you had a kid he was just a tiny baby the whole time so to kind of like progress with this this town and this this family you make it's intriguing and then the other farm game harvestella harvest moon plus some kind of rpg story looking at the character portraits on that one it's classic rpg yeah it has your typical square square enix look to it yeah and then you're also going around doing the harvest moon stuff but outside of it you have this chance to experience a crazy in-depth, possibly, story all about big, grand ambitions or whatever it's about, but then also go home and tend your crops and do the... It's two things I love smashing together. Hopefully it's peanut butter and chocolate and not... I don't know what's a bad combination. I don't know what it would be. It's, uh, oranges and apples? I don't know. That sounds good. I like fruit. <laughs> <laughs> now, why didn't you mention Fay Farm? Me and you could have our farm together. Me, you, and Shay, and Daddy. We could farm and live our lives together. <laughs> Why would you not want to do that? Why, Matt? Because, yeah, Faith Farm allows four people to live together and grow together. And I thought that was a shoe-in. I thought it was perfect for us. Daddy would lead us. <laughs> See... When it came up, I was I was gonna write down ooh fa- fairies and sparkles is perfectly up Eric's alley, and then I forgot about it. I was gonna give you crap, and then you brought in Daddy, and it's just it's over. It's, da- it's perfect. It's Daddy. That's uh, yeah, Daddy. Water my crops, Daddy. Daddy, the outhouse is full, Daddy. I can't I can't poop no more, Daddy. Daddy, I don't have time to break the rocks today. Can you go break rocks for us, Daddy? Okay, I'll go break the rocks for you. You see, it's going to be perfect. We're going to love good. it. Uh, you're right. Oh, goodness. There's only one more on my list, man. And it must be one you're just kind of like dancing around waiting to get to, too, because it's the one you know, for this, for this, the Nintendo Direct, anyway. And I'm going to go ahead and announce it because okay. it's my turn and it's the last one I got. Master Detective Archives Rain Code, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've always wanted a jumping in point. For the Danganronpa series. Obviously, mm-hmm. you'd say, just go play the damn series, Eric. Just go play it, yeah. But I don't know. It's just There's so many, and uh, I'm so behind, and I've seen parts and pieces played everywhere. <laughs> there's only that's, four. There's only four. That's a lot. It's a lot. And one and two coming come a two-pack. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but then this hit, this trailer hit, and I went, oh, I and of course, I know enough. I immediately went, oh, that's the Danganronpa, folks. Oh, this is the Danganronpa game. And not only was it awesome, and not only did it immediately get me excited because it's from those crazy folks who made them, uh, the Dangarampa series, but it actually hooked me because it's like, 
you know, typical day around, but, oh, bam, stuff's going down. You're a detective. You got to go move around, figure out, find the clues, do all the things. But then instead of just kind of like going through it in like a, a classroom setting or like a, a jury type thing, no, this this crazy demon chick who's there to help you out, maybe, kicks you through like this magic portal and then you're off on this wild freaking ride. And then as the clues and options hit, you've got to make your choices, you know, you slashing your way through them or whatever. And it takes you down different paths. And then, of course, if you choose wrong, and maybe if you choose right, I don't know, bosses appear and you got to, you know, beat them on you while you're going down. It was, it was nuts. And I immediately went, this is something I want to play because this is the action adventure portion of them quick hit decisions. And oh, you forgot to look at that magazine, which is kind of what they showed the one time. Oh, you didn't look at those magazines. You don't know the answer, so, whoop, oh, you chose wrong. Now you got to go fight this boss instead of going down whatever the right path would have been and uh, and just continue on with the the investigation or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, this is definitely one of the ones I was saving for the absolute end. If it wasn't going to be Front Mission 3, it was going to be this one because I played through all the Danganronpa games. I loved them. The characters, the writing, everything is perfect. So seeing a spinoff in sort of a different world from the same people is so interesting to me. But then the fact that, I mean, you, you said it. All, there's so many things in Danganronpa, like the when you are in that courtroom ar- courtroom scene kind of thing, arguing back and forth, like the the way that you kind of slash through people's contradictions or whatever. It's always been just, you know, presented as you did it and slash. But here in this game, it's like they've made the the verbal arguments physical in some senses. He doesn't just slash through them with like, well, by going, no, actually the truth was this. He literally has like a sword and cuts the word apart. He's, he's literally moving through and forcing the argument onto different tracks, just like you said, you know, people are coming up and, and contradicting what you're saying, and you have to beat them, like, apparently physically, but with your words. it's It uh-huh. brings a whole new, like, energy and tactility to the f- just the verbal arguments that were going on before. It's crazy. It, uh, it's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I'm sold 100%. This is a game I'm going to get yeah. and play because I feel like this is the right moment for me to get in, and maybe once I have a great time in it, then I'll finally actually stop procrastinating and go f- play you know, the previous titles so I can become a fan of yet again another series that I've only but watched throughout the you know years and days. And so that was going to be my last one, but this is now my last one because you brought this one up first, and it's a small one. It's a small one, but as soon as it came on screen, I got the biggest, dumbest smile on my face. Fitness boxing... Fist of the North Star. Fitness boxing, I don't care. I mean, the the Switch is perfect for a boxing type of game. But if you're doing Fist of the North Star stuff, too. Doing those combos. Fighting against Joggy, they showed that. And seeing that you would fight these characters from this mythic anime that I love so much, it just it made my heart sing. I went, this is perfect. Like, I've played... I think it was it was on the Wii. I played a Hajime no Ippo game, a boxing anime that I absolutely love. And it was kind of like a, it wasn't fitness boxing, but you would punch and they would do the punches. It was perfect. This, it's a whole other anime series that I absolutely love. Perfect for punching and sweating and just and beating up baddies and putting Jogging on extreme mode. And now I'm drenched in sweat. I feel like I'm Kenshiro going through that battle. Awesome. Oh, man. Wow. This will be it. You're going to be getting that, that Switch Fit going. Playing that, that's right. Going to town, putting them suckers on the wristbands, you know, the little the little Joy Cons, and hell yeah, you'll be punching to the beats. That's it. This is what's gonna happen. 
It's going to be, gonna be cool. so good. I, even I thought it was fun and neat. I probably won't get it because I've already got the, uh, um, what's the big one? You got the Switch. Beat Saber type stuff. I got the Beat Saber stuff and the, um, the God, what's the Switch game that everybody loves that I got? The, oh, Ring Fit. Ring Fit. Ring yeah, Fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I have Ring Fit. We we played the hell out of it for like a month. It was mm-hmm. wicked. And then, of course, just disappeared. So I know better. Don't worry. You're not gonna, don't do it. It's fun <laughs> for a bit. So that wraps up the Nintendo Direct. We're so close to the end of this, but I'm not letting it end with at least not mentioning one game. I'll talk about the others next week, Matt, but I got to mention oh, one damn game tonight. Come, come on, on, one game. Come on. There's, there's, I got four on this. Come no, on, we got to go I long. Got we got to go crazy. I got uh, a ton of games. Look at all right. one. <laughs> we can go either super long or we going to hold it off till next week. I feel like we should go super long just because... Tokyo Game Show is coming up. So there's going to be more hands-on, more showing. Hey, I'll go kill it. All right. We're going to head straight on over to the state of play. I know it's insane. There's so much going on. But I'll dive right on in. And an easy one for me real quick. I'll just say PlayStation VR 2, they had uh, a little bit going on there. They were showcasing. Uh, One title I was interested in was Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. This already exists. It already is on one of the other systems. I don't know which one I forget. But I don't have that system. But I will have PlayStation VR 2. And I do love Star Wars. And this just looked like a great time. This looks like a wonderful way to immerse myself in the Star Wars world. It has characters coming from uh, Rebels and some other shows popping in there. So a lot of fun for those who love the Star Wars environment, the Star Wars world. So it's definitely something I'm interested in. I just can't wait till they announce what the price of this bad boy is going to be, what the availability of this bad boy is going to be. I'm hoping they get there soon because I need to know what I'm getting into and whether it's even going to be an option because I imagine it's going to be hard to get unless it's like super expensive and then nobody wants to buy it because, you know, it's out of their price range. But anyways, that's beside the point. This game does look really cool. I'm excited for VR too. Yeah, I'm excited for VR too as well because especially because of the, the added – like bonuses or features to it that we talked about in a previous episode. That one looked good to me. I will say it looked, I'm not going to say it looked bad, but the graphics, I wanted even more. I wanted to like feel like I was in that Star Wars world, but I do love Star Wars. So if I get that, I'm definitely, if I get PSVR 2, I'm definitely going to get that with it. And a game that I'm very much interested in, it wasn't in PlayStation VR, but it was called Pacific Drive. And you were in you were in like a station wagon going cross country or something and then you would get out and wander around but then a storm would come rolling in and it wasn't just rain it wasn't just this it was aliens and weird creatures like burrowing through the ground and you had to like drive in this first person manipulation and weird lightning storms you had to like escape from the area that the storm was in and i don't know anything about it but just something about that like fully first person get out forage maybe for items or or things and then holy crap get back to the car because stuff is going down it looked crazy it looked really interesting i'm a mixed on that one i i put it as like a side note because i'm interested but it looks like too much was going on uh in the trailer and i was like i don't know this like this might be too much for me to handle because like you said it was nuts Storms everywhere, aliens, terrain just erupting and going all over the place. And and then it was like the ending, the whole ending was like, oh, got to get a hold of her or whatever. It's happening again or who knew what would happen again. So now there's some mystery going on. And even through the trailer, you saw like the car change, like different armor plating was on it. Stuff was going, what's that all about? I don't know. And it, it was a lot. That trailer was a lot. And I went, okay, 
I'm cautiously optimistic. I need to see what the hell is happening in this game before I decide on it. But definitely a good choice. And of course, you know, you know what's going to be on my list. Hogwarts Legacy had a cool, uh, awesome little uh, trailer here, and I was confused at first because uh, it, it was a, a Hogsmeade like weird haunted house type thing, and I love the vibe of it. I love them just going into this whole full haunted house scary story. And I was like, but it doesn't fit like any of the rest of the game. It's so weird. And I think it threw a lot of people off because it was just like, okay, I thought we were just going to go to the, you know, Hogwarts and you're about, all about you and your story growing up there, etc. And then all of a sudden this trailer pops and you're like, oh, could you survive this haunted house? You know, this whole thing. I was driving with it, but it was confusing. And then, of course, I finally find out that this is like a PlayStation exclusive. So, like, this is there getting their little bonus content to persuade you to go buy it over there. And so, they, it's you know, it's something that doesn't pertain whatsoever to the main story. But, of course, it's something cool for PlayStation. And then, oh, now I understand why this, like, doesn't vibe at all with what they've showed up until this point. But I'm totally there for it because I love, once again, I'm on a whole spooky kick right now. I just feel like I want to be in that world. And that scratched the itch. So, Hogwarts Legacy was already going to get it. But all this is doing is just going, yep, for sure, PlayStation, you got me. I'll be buying it on the PlayStation. Boop, 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 and getting ready to have a great time. Eric's going to be having a great time playing with his wand, but I'm going to talk about, to you about another game I'm going to have a great time with, and that's Sin Duality. And this game gave me some, it almost gave me like some Anthem type of vibes, but it gave me a lot of Scarlet Nexus vibes. This is that like anime-styled mech game where you're kind of out and about in the world and you know, collect, it shows you collecting resources and stuff, but then it shows you fighting these alien creatures. And there's all kinds of, I don't even know, all kinds of AI stuff going on too. There's nothing I could say other than it made me interested. Something about the sort of SD design of that mech, but then you're out in these beautiful lush environments and these like crazy tunnels and chasms. And there's all kinds of, there's some kind of weird thing going on with you and your AI partner and the suit you're in. I don't know. It, it was a quick trailer, as I remember. But it, it 100% hooked me. I have a perfect design of that mech in my brain. And just running around, flying around, collecting stuff, killing stuff in that mech. I don't know. It scratched the itch. What can I say? Well, I'll tell you what. I recently, a while back, played this game. It's called Ghost of Tsushima, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Really, it was, what a great game that was. You know, it really uh-huh. felt great. The environment was wonderful. Really loved it. This trailer hit. And all of a sudden, I was like, whoa, whoa, this, this is really neat. America's just getting into Japan and everything, and and they you know they portrayed us as the bad guys, which we kind of are, you know. And all of a sudden, you're a Ronin, and Rise of the Ronin, boom, it's hitting. Koi Tecmo is making this thing, and it looks like you're. And I, at first, I was like, okay, so I'm gonna be a swords swords dude, you know, doing the typical Ghost Tsushima stuff. And then Matt, uh-huh. oh my God, it showed a scene where he had that gun with the bayonet strapped on it. it was mm-hmm. just, Bam! Stabs him and blows him up. I'm a, uh, oh, I was sold. It did it. Instantly, I went, yep. If I can hack and slash and steal their weapons and just, bam, turn them right on them, I'm killing anybody they want me to kill. I don't care who it is. I'm handling business. Plus, this that time frame was so cool, mm-hmm. where the old meets the new yeah. and everything's in flux. Like I love that period of history right there. And I'm just so happy to see a game kind of like just let you get immersed in that. And hopefully it's true to, you know, true to the times. And But, you know, obviously with some spin because you got to make a fun story for you to it's go super to. Super over the top. Yeah, and super ridiculous. over the top. Yeah, but still, just 
I'm, I I can't wait. That game blew me off my chair, and I went, I can't wait to get this freaking title. Yeah, I 100% agree with you on that one. I was watching it, and I went, Ghost of Tsushima was a big success. I guess we got to get a whole bunch of samurai games now, because they showed off Ishin before this, too, which obviously I'm excited for. But I saw this, and I went, okay, let's see if it's any good. And then it was very good. The notes I took just say, cool Japanese swordin' and gunnin'. And that's all That's all you need. It, was, it looked incredible another game that looked incredible before when we talked about it when it was first revealed we got to see more of it and a new title for it is project eve or stellar blade stellar blade the korean like spectacle action game however you want to think about it however you want to call it it looked phenomenal i can't even say anything else well the other thing i can say it looked so good but guess what it also sounded so good because in a couple of those scenes I got the chills on the back of my neck like I did the previous day watching that theater rhythm thing when the near DLC came the out. The near vibes were Because it sounded it. Yes. so near. And I went, oh my god. It already looked incredible. Now Even it the sounds incredible. Yeah. Feels like near. It's like so... She's just flipping and spinning around and just... Attacks, sparks flying everywhere. And the boot. She is gorgeous. The enemies were gorgeous. The environment looked gorgeous. The, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, the sparks, everything about it was just insane. I love the Japanese just anime feel where, yeah, yeah. you know, they're just in there just going back and forth talking to each other and it just 100%. And it's a Korean game. So under, trust me, I understand that it's not a Japanese anime. I- it's Korean, which I distinctly know the difference of now, which is awesome. And I feel good about myself, man. You know, that I've learned there's a huge difference, mm-hmm. you know, from Chinese, Korean, Japanese, and I'm all aboard. And I, and I wasn't going to jump in to be that um actually guy, but I was just going to say, I've never played a Korean game like in depth before. So I want to see what kind of new avenue they take on the story or the characters or the way they interact with each other. Because we know American games, we know Japanese games, European games, that kind of stuff. What's this going to bring? What kind of crazy twists are they going to come up with? And I'm not just saying, you know what I'm saying. It's a, it's a totally new mindset or, or way of thinking of stuff. They do they do their movies and games and stuff a little bit different. I've, yeah. I have played uh, a lot of, uh, oh man, what's that Korean game? I was the, It's the Diablo-like Korean game that I've, I was playing for quite a while, what, actually. Was it Lost Ark? Lost Ark, yeah. there you go. Yeah. And so, to, to, totally there, got a little bit of the Korean vibe game stuff going. And then I recently I just watched... An anime that was all Korean anime, mm. that uh, something about the emperor, uh, the last immortal emperor, whatever, something like that. But completely different vibe. Mm-hmm. But still, if you didn't know, you know, you, it blends in with the others. But I'm so stoked. I will say one thing, and it is, you know, whatever you could tell, they got definitely a horny gel vibe more than the Japanese do these days. So uh, you'll, you know, you'll will see a lot of. Uh, suggestive stuff and fun things so i'm excited for it there's nothing wrong with that i'm just saying oh that was one of the things i was going to give you crap about in uh, the nintendo direct because they talked about atelier Riza 3 and i went oh eric's gonna be excited for this because he played atelier Riza. and then i looked at the screen when i after i wrote down atelier Riza 3 and i saw her little hot pants and i saw her little tight tight Mm -hmm. boob action shirt and i went that's why eric picked that one up it's not because he's always wanted to play an atelier game it's because he saw a hot babe and went i'll go play this hot babe game (laughs) that's not accurate but i understand <laughs> but I am interested. I can't wait. Star Blades are for sure. Yeah. No doubt getting. Now, you took one of mine, so I only got one left, Matt. 
And you already know what it is. It's Boo. God of War Ragnarok. Boo! I I am in the same boat as so many of you will hear the same thing. I don't really need to see anything about the game. I'm going to buy it and I'm going to play it. Uh, I haven't paid attention. In fact, like the last two gameplay things they threw out there and the, the interviews and stuff, I never watched. I didn't watch, read, watch, do any of it. I haven't participated whatsoever. But, of course, since I was watching State of Play, I did watch this trailer. And by gods, man. I'm just, I'm so over the moon. Can't wait for this game. Freaking Atreus turning freaking day to night, you know, shooting the freaking sun, the eclipse, whatever that was with his wolves there. Whatever the hell that's about, I want to know. Then, of course, the Valkyries coming and just getting into a whole spit with, you know, him and the boy and just boom, pounding each other around. And then that cool scene that everybody's quoting now everywhere, you know, death can have me when it's earned me. I was like, oh, yeah, that's badass, man. That's something, of course, Kratos would say. I mean, that's just, I mean, he think he's killed death, you know, whatever. <laughs> and then, of course, the last bit that everybody was waiting for. The battle with Thor, you know, he's throwing, and then Thor throws his, you know, hammer, and bam, clashes, ends on such a high note. I'm just like, yeah, okay, I gotcha. You know, the game's there, I'm buying it. Can't wait. If you're a God of War fan, I see why you're excited for it. I'm not a God of War fan. It's not for me, but what about you out there in podcast listener land? Because we got all of the things that are 100% for us. Did we miss anything? Are you in the same exact excited boat as we are on a lot of these things? Let us know either way, any kind of thing. If you just want to say hi, anything like that, let us know via the email, thirdshiftme at gmail.com, on the Twitter machine at thirdshiftme, and find us on Facebook under Third Shift. You can find us on all those places, and you can also find us over on Patreon. Yes, folks, we are there. We treat it like a little old tip jar. You want to throw in a buck, two bucks, three bucks, like what we're doing. We encourage you to head on over there and help out in any way, shape, or form that you can. If you throw in the three bucks or more, there's some added bonus content, etc. for you, and it would be very helpful if you did. But we understand if you can't. There's other ways to support us, though. You can go give us five-star ratings over there on the Spotify, on the iTunes. You can go over to Twitch, throw your Prime sub over our way, watch Matt play some crazy games, having a good old time over there. You can give us mailbag questions, suggestions, etc., interactions on any platform there is. All of it helps us help you. And, of course, you can also listen to the very next episode, which will be dropping on or around the 22nd of September. We're getting close to our annual well, not annual, semi-annual, partially annual quarter-end episodes. We're getting there, Eric. It's mm. going to be a lot of fun. But you can find that episode and any other future episodes and any other past episodes on iTunes and Stitcher on Poppy and on Spotify and on YouTube. And as I always say, hey, if you like what we're doing and like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a video, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. Indeed, we do appreciate it. We appreciate it just like we appreciate a booger in the eye and a five-star review, folks. You know what? Boogers in the eye and five stars, they go together. If you wake up in the morning with a booger in the eye, that means you got to go give us a five-star review. That's a rule. Okay. okay. I, now I get what you're talking <laughs> you about. <said. laughs> but people don't call them boogers in their eyes. It's just got some sleep no, stuck in No, they're called there. eye boogers. They're called eye boogers. That's I've what never, everybody I've, calls them. No, that's not true. People call them like sleep crusties. I've heard that before. <laughs> nope, this is perfect. Everybody out there, go give us a five-star review if they're called eye boogers and a four-star review if they're called eye gunk or eye goop or whatever Matt no, just said. No, no, here's a better thing. Give us a five-star review if they're eye boogers. Also, give us a five-star <laughs> review if they're not. So either way, I we're getting like, a five-star I do like review. that one better. 
That's a better like way to do it. <laughs> and then just in the notes, put what it is so we, we can settle the score. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Help us help us. Help you help us. It all helps us. So it's really good. Just help us out. And until next time, when you may or may not have helped us out, there's nothing else to say. But don't forget to say... Stella Blade, can't wait to play. So many games. So many games. Oh, it's too many. So many good games. I'm loving it.